podcast i'm libby and this is episode it's about 91 i think 91 we're going to call it that welcome to the show i spent the whole morning chasing sheep oh i was supposed to record this ages ago i got myself all set up and then i noticed that the sheep had leapt leapt the electric fence and so i spent the morning moving electric fences trying to get them into a different area and I've kind of failed because there are some still where they were. There are some in the new place. They're driving me bonkers, absolutely bonkers today. So uh, you're lucky I'm here because I just feel like sitting down with my knitting and forgetting about the rest of the day. But anyway, I am here. What I thought I'd do today is I would show you around my workspace. So I don't know about you, but I'm always keen to see the little spaces that other people work in, their craft rooms, their sewing rooms, their knitting corners, their offices. I find it endlessly fascinating. Um, I was describing to my daughter the other day about how I organize everything in my workspace, and she looked quite shocked. And I don't think she realized that I was so... Um, the things, everything has a place. I know where everything is. I can grab it quickly. I think I've always been a little bit like that. Um, there is a part of me that really fights um, over organization. It's like I, I know I might have a tendency to really go into that. And so there is a part of me that fights it and doesn't let myself do it. I, I don't know what that's all about. It's really strange. But I do like order. I like to know where everything is. I can't bear wasting time. I think that's what it is. I just, if I want to do something, I want to do it now. If I want something, I want it now. I, I just don't want to be looking endlessly for things I need. Um, one thing I will say, though, is that my kids, one child in particular, <laughs> likes to work at my desk and sit at my desk, and it drives me completely bonkers because she moves all my stuff. She uses my pens. She uses my paper. She uses up the paper on my printer, uh, she doesn't put things back, she she might play games here, she might do homework here, it drives me absolutely crazy, she has her own desk, <laughs> she has her own space, we have a dining room table, there are other places, so yeah, that drives me crazy, the way she does that, <laughs> but I kind of get it, I get, I used to love playing officers, and I used to love playing school teachers, and I especially love playing offices and libraries. I used to play libraries a lot when I was a kid. And um, it was lots of paper shuffling and organizing things around and, and making things into categories and putting things in the right places. I did get endless um, fun out of that. I can remember I had a friend who lived around the corner, Emma, and we used to play a lot at her house. Her parents were artists and they had a studio on one side of their enormous garage. And on the other side, they had this sort of, I don't know what it was actually for, but we took it over, um, this area which we turned into sort of a playroom there, and um, we had desks set up, we used to do a lot of dressing up like olden days ladies, I remember that, she had a great dress up box, we did a lot of that, and then we'd organise ourselves into desks, and we'd have 
we must have had something with cubby holes and I'm pretty sure those were the days when we used to go down to the bank and and steal <laughs> um, piles of deposit slips and withdrawal slips and so we had quite a few of those as well as paint chips from hardware shops my father was always at the hardware shop I had a lot of paint chips so we had those sort of things all organized and files and pencils and we used to sit at our respective desks and play offices she had one of those crank up old record players so we used to have that on as well and we used to play offices a lot and I was probably quite old <laughs> because I used to play I played a lot of imaginary games with Emma particularly uh, until I was about 12 heaps heaps and heaps and heaps um, we just loved it had such a good time so anyway my love of organization has been around for a long time I there's a photo somewhere of me I don't know where it is of sitting in my room uh, I must have been I was playing the cello so I must have been about 12 or 13 maybe I was slightly I don't think I was older I think I was probably about anywhere between 12 and 13 uh, 10 and 13 uh, and I'm sitting in my room and it's just organized my whole room is organized I spend a lot of time I used to have little ornaments I've still got a lot of them little ornaments on my dressing table um, and I used to spend a lot of time dusting those and arranging things on my desk and making my room tidy I don't understand why my kids don't like to do that <laughs> I just don't get it I used to spend a lot of time just organizing my room and my kids really don't for the most part they don't voluntarily um, the one who likes my desk, she hasn't got her own bedroom yet. She's going to get her own bedroom shortly. And maybe then she will have some sense of organization. But I don't think so. And she's not striking me as someone who does. So um, my kids just uh, sort of just, you know, their rooms are like tips. They leave everything everywhere. So I live alone in this idea that I have organization. My mum's pretty organized. I grew up, you know, I was one of five kids. And um, it was a bit shambolic in our house. But you always knew where everything was. Everything had a place in our house. So I think I've inherited that from her. There was always a place for everything. Um, it wasn't necessarily tidy, although she'll tell you it was clean. Um, and yeah, so I did grow up with an idea that everything should have its own home. Not to say that she or I aren't prone to quite a lot of clutter because both of us are avid makers and um, when you're a maker it's really hard to operate on a minimalist level isn't it and in fact a minimalist look doesn't really appeal to me it doesn't to a lot of the time I look at things that are super minimalist and I just feel like no one lives there I like to see signs of life in a place and so particularly color I quite like a lot of color um, around me and uh, I find it just warm and homely and comforting I think so I am drawn to kind of piling things up having said that I'm not very sentimental I try to be sentimental um, but I'm not really I think I'm a moving forward kind of person and um, I do keep some things because I know I'm supposed to but I don't have a huge drive to hold on to things just for the sake of it um, I'm trying to think if I have anything like that not I think I can just move forward some of the happiest times of my life have been when all my possessions were in a pack on my back and that was it I had we had nothing else we've done that several times in our lives where everything is just well we've done it once in our lives where everything was in a pack on our back um, my now husband and I did that we traveled for about three months through Europe when we were in our 20s and on our way to the UK to live and um, 
we didn't have anything. That was it. It was all in the pack on my back, which, and it was hugely liberating, absolutely hugely liberating. Um, and then the other time we traveled really with lo uh, not much stuff was when we went from New Zealand back to the UK with two small children and we sold a lot of our stuff before we left. We had some stuff that was in a container on the way and then again we traveled for about three months, maybe a little longer, um, with our two kids around Europe and um, we just had hardly any stuff. It was it was really good. I, I really enjoyed those times. So, yeah, not overly sentimental. Anyway, um, I'm going to show you around. I don't quite know how I'll do it. I'll just wiggle my camera and tell you about where I put things. Now, what I will say is the area I'm going to show you today is my like my office. my And everything I have to do with knitting, almost everything, is in here. So I have... Um, my stash is pretty under control right now. I... I um, Oh, a year ago, more maybe more than a year ago, I had quite a big sort out of my stash, and I gave a lot of stuff to other people. Um, I let people have a sort of a free for all of things they wanted for my stash. Um, not not everything of the things that I decided I probably wasn't going to use, and then the rest of it I sort of made some sense of, and I kept things that I thought I would use or might be useful or that whatever. And now um, I have all my sort of things for designing separate from things that I just might use myself one day if I ever have time <laughs> to knit things just for myself um, so that's where we are we're sort of in my office space I also have um, a sewing space now I'm really lucky our houses New Zealand houses are probably twice the size of the average UK house and half the size of the average American house I think from what I can gather um, our house here is about 250 square meters big and my house in the UK was about 125. But my brother, who lives in the States, I think his house is twice as big as mine, or at least getting on for that. They're, they seem to be massive, which I find quite daunting because that's a lot of cleaning, and I, I'm really off cleaning right now. Um, anyway, so I'm lucky because I have the space I'm in is actually in our hallway. Um, we have a house that was built in the 1980s. It's God awful ugly this house. It needs a lot of work. It's got it's got good bones, but um, it's really not the house that I I um, it's not the house of my dreams yet. And um, I mean the walls are all wooden. I'll probably show you as I go along. The walls are all solid wood. They're beautiful wood, but it's a lot of wood. It's a lot of yellow. Um, so we're slowly we're slowly slowly doing things to change our house. But so it's sort of 1980s. It's one level. Um, we've got a, quite a few bedrooms, which is great. We're now down to just one bathroom because we've just turned one of the bathrooms into a bedroom for this daughter who likes to use my desk. Um, but there is a space to put another bathroom, so we're going to do that at some point when we save up the money. Um, so what I've done is we've got two living spaces in this house. Originally it was um, a main house and then a, they had a granny flat. And a granny flat in New Zealand is like an adjunct to a house. It's all sort of joined together. This had a door that separated, which you just, we just, it's just like one big house. You would never know it was a granny flat. Um, but the end of our house was originally a granny flat. So the idea was that um, the people who built it, their mother, one of their mothers would live here. Uh, so we have um, two living areas and one we use a lot because it has our fire in it and um, it's cozy in the winter and the other one we don't use so much. It's a bit cooler. It's got an open fire but it doesn't really heat the room. So I've taken over of that big space. I've taken over probably just over half of it, but a bit more. Well, the whole thing really because I sit down there quite a lot to knit. But um, one half 
has got um, a couch and a couple of chairs and a coffee table and the other half has got a, um, an old table that we had as kids that my uncle made um, which is actually an old door on a, on a um, steel frame um, for my sort of all sort of cutting out table it needs to be higher actually I need to put it on the blocks to make it higher and then I've got another old table which used to be my mum's big old desk it's another old door again on um, trestles and I have my sewing machines on that I've got a big shelf in there that has all my fabric on it and then the ironing board is down there as well as well as the girls have got a couple of tubs of fabric um, that's and then all the stuff I have I keep all my samples down there um, I quite often block things down there if I haven't just spread them out on the floor in my room and um, I keep everything I use for shows down there all my boxes of patterns are down there in my rail so it's sort of a all-purpose area so I wasn't going to show you that today although if you're interested I'll show you another time um, that's reasonably orderly and what um, well, is it, it my sewing stuff is pretty orderly it's just my stuff for shows kind of comes and goes and I haven't quite figured out a system for keeping it so the moths don't get it or that I attract moths um, so it's sort of loose I, I've got to think a bit more about that anyway um, I sort of spread myself out I knit everywhere I knit in bed I knit here if I'm watching something on my screen I knit um, down in that space where I have my sewing I knit in the room that we call the playroom so we have a sitting room which is where I have my sewing and then we have the playroom because originally when we moved in here that was the playroom uh, with a couch and things in it so it's just known as the playroom I, I knit in there a lot because we get a lot of sun in there in the afternoon and it's really nice and comfy to sit and knit there um, I think that's about all I, to, to kind of give you some background so I'll show you around here a little bit uh, I just thought you might be interested to see what I've got and how I organize my stash and my books and the projects that I'm working on and the designs that are upcoming and where I put stuff so should we have a little look here we go everybody we'll have a little pan view of my little posse in the corner or in the side of the hall it's a bit cold today so the window's a bit foggy but that's basically where I sit in this little edge of the hall and if we look down here that's the bathroom door and then behind us to my left is my bedroom and right behind me is another bedroom and if we go up that way up the hall again we get back to my kitchen so that's where I am. Should we have a little look and see what's what? Um, I've got this old trolley that I inherited from my mum. And it has all my sort of paper and bits and odds and sods uh, with my printer. I've got project bags hanging on it that I will get to. Some of them are sewing projects, some of them are knitting. Um, that little, um, this little bag here is uh, some dishcloths which I've got to finish. And then I've got other bits and pieces in these bags here. And they're just things I can grab if I'm on, if I'm sort of in between things I need something to do. I keep all my paper, my microphones, bits and pieces, business cards and leaflets I have for shows and all sorts of things in there. Um, Stationery like items. They're my sock blockers. Um, then I've got some two of these big cubed shelves and they're not fancy but they've just been absolutely fantastic. So on the top of those, the first one I've got old knitting needles, which to be honest, I never use anymore. I only use them in my classes sometimes um, to help you find out where the under your underarm point is. Um, it's really helpful to stick a knitting needle under your arm. I have a basket of swatches, which I can't show you because when I've made when I've done something like I've submitted an idea or I've swatched something and it's not ready to be turned into a project yet, but it's 
in the works or I've got an idea fleshed out for it. It sits in that basket and I've got some things in there that will happen. Um, I've got my grandmother's old hat blocker. And the hat blocker's great. She used to make a lot, if not all, of her own hats, my mum's mum. So that's her hat blocker. And I've used that recently to block a hat, my bobby hat. Um, this box here has swatches in it. I'll show you. Um, and what I like to do is keep lots of, not all of, but lots of my swatches. And then um, I can take them to classes to show people sort of how big I make my swatches and what sort of, what is a good swatch how I swatch in the round and I swatch flat I do a variety of things so I, I like to keep a box of swatches handy so that I can use sort of recent patterns and recent swatches that basket up here is um, all sorts of things there's spindles in there there's doll making supplies um, all sorts of things in there needle uh, felting lots of little supplies so we know where to go to get those now this is where I sit when I record the podcast I just sit right in front of there um, so these are the books that are behind me. I've got them in sort of a rough order. Uh, there's a whole bunch missing from this cube. They, this is all my stitch dictionaries. And when I do my podcast, which lots of you have asked for about good books for designing, I'll go through those a bit more. But there's that whole section here is missing, and you'll see where they are in a minute. They're in a project box. Um, I've got more books about designing. There's some really great ones in there. And just useful things, techniques and things I reach for all the time. And it stretches out over to here. I also get a lot of patterns from other designers off Ravelry uh, because I like to read them. How they've written, what do I like, what don't I like, um, are they, you know, an idea that I've had, how would they actually write it out and um, yeah, things like that. So I have lots of patterns uh, from other designers printed out as well that I purchase. Underneath here, um, I've got the yarn that I sit in front of. It looks like a motley mess, really, but it's not. I know what's here. So on the end, that's all yarn that will be great for sweaters and heavy shawls. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes I just buy one skein or I'm given a skein or some of these I've got a couple of skeins. Um, but that's not enough for a jumper, but it's enough to either swatch or use for a shawl. So that all sits here. That's all sort of heavyweight yarn. DK, Aran, worsted, bulky. That's all in there. And next to that is fingering weight yarn. Weight yarn. So I like to sort of keep things together by weight rather than colour. Um, so I've got some in here that I've bought. Look at this lovely stuff I've bought recently. Um, this is the one here. Um, this beautiful green from Tuscan Knit. So I've got enough of that to make a shawl. It's absolutely stunning. Um, I've got some real treasures in here. Some I've wound up ready to go. Others are still waiting. But that's sort of my, it's actually got really small. I did have a much larger shawl stash. I made a lot of shawls from stash. I made a real effort to sort of get on top of what I've got. I've also got things like here. Um, this is some quince chickadee. I mean, that will be great to swatch for a lighter weight jumper. So, um... I have got stuff for lighter weight jumpers in here as well. I've got some knit by numbers, uh, just in a plane because I've got the colour cards. I'll show you that soon. So there's just a variety of stuff here that I know that I want to um, have a play with at some point. I bought some. Is, is it Isaga or Isaga? Isaga, I think. Um, yarn, so I can have a little bit of a swatch with that too. So that's also sort of sitting, waiting for me. Um, this cube here is full of, there's lace weight yarn on the end. I don't have a heck of a lot of lace weight yarn, but I do have some very beautiful 
lace weight yarn which I've uh, balled up. I don't normally like keeping my yarn in balls. I prefer to keep it in the skein. So the plan with this cube is actually, although all my lace weight, not all, but a lot of my lace weight yarn is here, it's to re-skein um, the stuff up. So some of this stuff I've swatched and I haven't used yet. Some of the stuff I've got when I was away and then I've started and things haven't worked out so I've unraveled. Um, there's not enough to do any one big thing with, although I could do a hat with any of those I guess. But my plan is to re-skein it up and that's just a job that I, I don't seem to get to that often. Um, below that I've got a basket of sock yarn and, uh, and calf finished socks. So um, I have got socks that I can go back to if I'm traveling. I've got some monkey socks there. I've got some stripy socks with stray cat yarns on the go. I've got some socks of Mr. Myrtle's that I made years ago that um, need darning. So he kindly put those in there for me <laughs> so I can darn them. But that hasn't happened yet. Uh, but I've got a range of sock yarn in there. My mum quite often, um, I won't say raids, I give my mum skeins of sock yarn on a fairly regular basis so that basket tends to stay under control um, now these cubes I've started using all these big tubs lately and they're fantastic I'm really enjoying using them I used to have uh, black ones and oh I don't like black ones because moths love black ones and I was finding I found I wasn't in this area actually it was quite a while ago and I found that the moths made their way into one of my black bins so I think the dark just didn't help so I've moved to these cream ones now this yarn in here and all of these tubs down here is all yarn sort of my personal stash not my designing stash so um can you see in there there's all stuff in my oh wrong tub all my designing st personal stash of things that I'm going to get to uh that I'm not going to use for designing that I'd love to make stuff with that either for me or the kids or for friends so that's all in those cubes that's not quite all of it but I have um, really, really, I mean, a lot fits in these cubes, to be honest, but I have had a big, a, a few years ago, a couple of years ago, I had a big sort out of all my stash, and I went through and kept the stuff that I wanted to keep, and then I um, let my friends and family have a bit of a free-for-all on the rest. So I've managed to um, really cull my stash. That cube down there is tax stuff. Ugh boring so we move along I have a lovely view out my window but you can barely see it today because it's cold <laughs> and there we go I, can, I have a lovely view out into my front paddock when it's not all steamy in this house um, there's my desk and I have um, my hard drive the essential bit of kit that Mr Myrtle organizes for me in case everything falls apart and then I have uh, my laptop with another screen now, I don't know what I did before I got my second screen. I love having two screens. I, I just couldn't, I cannot survive with one screen now. I use two screens all the time. Um, I have something open on one screen. I can move it to the other screen. It's just, oh, it's fantastic. If you haven't tried two screens in your designing, definitely try them. I have all sorts of things on my desk here. I have my trusty calculator. I always need sticks. Um, this little pot, these little pots, things always go missing. I've got... Um, headphones and paper clips and stitch markers I've got more stitch markers in this little pot which is really cute so if I'm sitting at my desk working I've got a stash of stitch markers I've got my camera remote and bulldog clips and um, other bits and pieces in there so it's handy in my hand cram and then I have a little selection of notebooks some of these are my old it's my old um, diary from the other year last year um, I've got a little notebook that I keep lots of notes in for my 
uh, projects. That one can go in a project bag. This can also go in a project bag. It's really useful to have these little notebooks. Um, that's a slightly bigger one that I use the same. And there's a fashionery sketchbook. Have you guys seen these? These are really great um, fashionery sketchbooks. And they have, there's a lot of notes in that fashionery sketchbook. I don't know if you can see. It's really hard to see. But can you see how they're sketched bodies on them? So you can actually draw design ideas on the bodies. They're fantastic. I have purchased in the Kickstarter last year the My Body Model, um, which I haven't used yet and I do have to try. But the My Body Model, you can put in your own measurements and it prints you a croquis of your own figure, which is amazing. And I bought um, one of the designer I think I bought the designer level. And so I get three options of bodies in that. And what I'm uh, going to do is do my one of my smaller um, standard sizes, my standard size, and from my patterns, not my exact size, the standard size that I use, and then a larger size, and then I'll be able to sketch onto three different body shapes. Anyway, that's an aside, but I do find those really useful. I, I, I mean, I, I used to be a good drawer. <laughs> I think my drawing skills have failed me over the years. Um, these, so it's useful to have a croquis to draw on. This is my diary. I have a moleskin diary. I went for a bigger size this year, which I love because I do like to take up a lot of space when I'm writing. Um, this is the one I had. A, I, if you listen to the podcast for a while, you'll remember that I talked about how I set up exactly this, um, this format in my bullet journal. And I found that moleskin produced one exactly the same. So it just was exactly what I needed and it was easier to buy it. So it's got the week down one side, uh, starting on a Monday, which suits me down to the ground. And on the other side, it has a blank page, which I write all the tasks for the week. I don't tend to write daily tasks. I write everything I want to do in a week. And then I can sit down and I can work out what day things might happen. I can put in all the other things that happen, whether we've got netball or rowing or whatever else we've got. Um, any other appointments, and then I can just see as the week goes on what I've got to do. I've, that works better for me than trying to do day by day. Now, if you've also been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll remember that I like I have I keep all my scrap paper in a bulldog clip, and so I've always got a big stash of scrap paper to do, write notes on. If I'm doing a podcast, I can write notes. Um, I can do show notes on that. I can use it when I'm drawing out ideas. I can do maths on that, all sorts of things. I, I just find it really useful to have a big swatch of scrap paper. And then under there, I've got some bigger notebooks that I use for um, designing things. There's just sort of a pile of things that I reach for at the moment. That's what I need handy. Um I try and keep a lot of ball bands. I used to be really uh, religious about it, and I'm not now, but I do keep ball bands. I probably don't need all these, although sometimes they're useful um, because it can be quicker going back to here than it can be looking stuff up on the computer. And it just tells me what, I mean, this is what I use for my timely cardigan. Um, one of the ones was called Hot Mess. Just try and focus on that. Um, Hot Mess was the colourful uh, skein I used from Skein Australia. Um, this is Yarn Floozy. I've just finished my cardigan with Yarn Floozy. This is the gold colour work one that I'm working on. So that's one of the ball bands from her. Just so I have them handy. Old spinning a yarn. I've used her, that Moke cardigan I did. Um, there's some of her ball bands. So I got Manu Toto. I did my um, Silverstream shawl with her yarn. So I've got a whole bunch of ball bands in here. 
as well as cards and things people have sent me and notes and things that just might be handy, addresses that I've got from dyers and things like that if I need to get hold of them. I've got a bunch of, a pot of things, lots of clips. I tend to need clips and extra plugs because I still haven't got most of my things converted from the UK plugs. To, uh, that is a UK plug. Oh, I know why I've got that because one of my boards that I plug into the wall is actually on a UK is a UK board, so that one's very handy for New Zealand to the UK. Uh, other bits and pieces for my computer there. This basket is full of art supplies. And I've got all my coloured pencils, all my sort of greys and um, pencil, all sorts of pencil case things in here that I use for sketching and drawing. And I've got lots of, oh, I can't really see what I've got in there, but it's lots of coloured pencils in there. Um, and then I've got uh, some beautiful coloured pencils that I bought that are great for sketching. And... Oh, I had, had an iPhone from the kids and an old stamp that Mr. Myrtle gave me with my name on it. So that's sort of all my pencils and things. I try not to keep that one so obvious or it will walk. All the kids have their own pencils, but um, they, I just try and hide that one <laughs> from them so they don't steal my stuff. And if we move to the other side of the room, you will see it's my chair that I've pinched off my son, which is really helpful, really comfy. I'm not giving it back. Um, on the other side of the my little posse, I've got more of those big square shelves and then another small one. Um, so on this set of big square shelves, that's more personal yarn. That's more um, ends of balls. I tend to put a lot of uh, skeins that I finish, when I finish working on them, go into that basket. I, I used to get the Ply magazine when I was doing more spinning and extracurricular magazine. So they go in there too. Oh, they just all get kept up there. Extracurricular was a lovely magazine, and they don't make it anymore. Um, but it was a really nice little magazine that they made in New Zealand. It was sweet. I liked that one. Anyway, I've kept those ones um, because they can be useful to have a look through. I keep my camera up here next to my Renaissance prints. Um, and then I have more books over the side. So I keep all my receipts and things in this box here. Things from the bank. That goes to my woman who does my books. She's fantastic. And then I've got some books about branding which I should read uh, properly and then I've got things that I've had for a long time um, when I first went to Knit Nation many years ago I bought when I first 2010 I've talked about this story before but I bought that book when I was there because I was just thought oh, I want to dye something so I bought that book and some wool and some dye and I did dye something after that um, Mr. Myrtle got me this lovely book on felting, which is fantastic. Crocheted snowflakes, I've made those. Knitted farmyard, which always sounds great. No kids ever play with it. Uh, making dolls, all sorts of things. This book I thought was great. This book on the end. I found it in a um, second-hand shop. And it's called The Loving Stitch. And it's a um, story of... I'll show you better so you can see. It's a history of knitting and spinning in New Zealand. I thought that was a really lovely book to base something on, um, a collection or something. Anyway, I'm going to have a think about what I do with that, but that was quite a find, I thought, in a second-hand shop. Now, this is my little cube, which is by no means all of the books I've got, because there, some of them are in other places, and some my mum has borrowed off me. Uh, but these are patterns of other people's, and pattern books, generally. So I have Lane Magazine, I have um, a few of these interpretations books. I really like seeing how Vera and Hohe write their patterns. I find that really interesting. Um, same with Justinia. I think her patterns are well written as well. So I like to see what she's up to. Um, this one I've had a long time, Jane Richmond. That's a really lovely book, actually. 
I really loved my grace cardigan I've made out of that. I made several things out of that. Men's knits I've never used, but always thought maybe I should have a go. Um, Aramisu magazine, the Woods magazine that came out. Um, oh, lovely Renee. If you don't follow Renee's podcast, you should. She's absolutely lovely. Um, so I've got a couple of her books here. Anna Maltz's books are beautiful. I just love them. She's totally whimsical. They're, look, I'll show you inside. They're absolutely beautiful. And if you're thinking about doing a book, I think that's the other thing. Look at what other people have done for layouts and colors. And I love her stuff. I love her books. They just look beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It's really my cup of tea, that. Colorful and fun and, yeah, I just find it very inspiring. Anyway, uh, what else have I got here? Hannah Fetig's books are always good to have a read of. Brooklyn Tweed. I've got a few Japanese pattern books, which can't read, but they're really inspiring to look inside and make me sort of think think um, about different ideas of ways of doing things. All sorts of things I've got in here. So um, I showed you that one last week. And then I've got some old books that I've had. I mean, I, had, I got this probably about 2006. I've knitted almost everything in it. When we went on that big trip around Europe, um, and I said I with the two kids when they were two and four. That's the book I took with me, just that book. That's all I had. And um, I bought wool as I went around and I took yarn with me and I knitted and knitted and knitted that whole trip and I made them pretty much everything out of that book, I think. Um, there's another one of Renee's books here. Uh, Tin Can Knits is great. Yeah, there's lots of things. And then at the end, look at these. These are really old. There's something that's got something of mine in it, so I'm keeping that for posterity quite sure what to do with it um look when my babies were little they used to wear stuff like this they were very much baby babies old-fashioned babies my mum used to I made that one actually pretty sure I made that one for one of my babies um but they used to wear a lot of these sort of well they did fine wool cardigans and leggings and helmets and bonnets and someone's had a go at that one um there's all sorts of beautiful patterns here so I've kept them because I will make them again for my grandchildren, no doubt, if my children want to dress their kids like that. But they're so warm, and um, mine weren't quite as frilly as that, but they all had cardigans and helmets. Now, that's my mum's writing, and she's written her mum's baby bonnet. Little Angora to play. Well, I can't remember what that one looks like. Mum will remember. But that's her baby bonnet written out. And um, here we are, two raglans up to nine months. Oh, aren't those pretty? Really pretty little old-fashioned patterns. So my kids used to wear a lot of these sort of things. And then we have a random page on the back. They used to have bonnets, cardigans, leggings, um, helmets, balaclavas. They oh, I used to love little balaclavas. My mum used to make those and uh, all sorts of little things. Anyway, uh, this is a random pile. It could be better sorted, actually. But when I know I've got something, I tend to go here for it. I have a whole folder that I've printed out of squared paper, knitters, graph paper, which is really useful. Some extra notebooks that I need. Um, I used to keep a lot of my pattern stuff in folders. So some of these are old patterns. I need to go through and work out what I still want. I've had, I've written long pages of things for ideas for classes and things to write about on the blog. That's all here too. Um, things I use for classes, like my die, um, die triangle I did. I'm sure I've talked to you about that before on the blog. I've got colour wheels in here that are really useful for teaching colour class that I do. Um, there's all sorts of things in here. So that's just my kind of, if it's somewhere, it's going to be in there. Now underneath here, I've got more yarn. Um, 
this cube is dedicated to yarn that has a name, like it's got something on it. Not that one. I'm actually, I bought that one and it wasn't what I was expecting. So I'm having a go at swapping that for something else. Um, but this is some beautiful yarn I got from Bonnie at Union Fibre. That's destined to become a jumper. I've got some white gum wool. I've got some uh, DK here, which is for my DK Timely, which will be coming later in the year. So that all has a purpose. I know what's going to happen with that yarn. The next um, bin, which I love this one, there's enough yarn in here for about 15 sweaters or cardigans. There's, it's all garment lots, the whole lot. So I've got everything from beautiful um, yarn from Eden Cottage. That'll make just a glorious cardigan, I think, that one. I've got some tuku wool here, which will also make a really beautiful cardigan. I seem to be liking a lot of cardigans lately. Um, so I've got enough of that, which I picked up somewhere. This colour, I just love this colour. So this is from Skein Queen. And I made a cardigan years and years ago, which is almost almost at the end of its life, but not quite, out of this exact yarn. So I wanted more because I just thought it was so hard wearing. Um, it's en the Enchant one from... Um, Skein Queen, baby alpaca silk cashmere. Doesn't sound like it would be hard wearing, but that cardigan has been so good. So I, it, mine was in more of this color, um, more of a caramelly color, but I thought that green was beautiful too. What else have I got there? I've got some lovely BFL silk. I've got two lots of that from Linda at Kettle Yarn Company in the UK. I've got enough lace weight to make a couple of things down here. Um, oh, I've got all sorts in here. This is my sort of stash of of jumper stuff and then moving over I've got more uh, there's more enough here this seems to be a little heavier enough here to do jumper lots um, in this pile as well so this one I just got the other day Loop were having a um, last week week before Loop had a day where they don't Loop in London where they donated 100% of their profits to a great organization so I decided I would um, buy some of this yarn which I've been wanting to try for ages and it's lovely and cozy and chunky. And that is just my colour. I wear a lot of that colour. So I got enough of it to make a jumper. And that's up there waiting for me. So there's all sorts there. I've got outdoor yarn. I've got a bit of farmer's daughter fibres. A bit more Eden Cottage. This is O-Wool. The organic wool. It's really lovely. So there's lots there. Um, waiting. Looking at me. Waiting. And underneath, these are bins that are in action. <laughs> Although they might not have actually been started. But they're my in action designs. Um, so you'll see this is where a lot of my dictionaries have gone into this bin here because this is the first one I'm working on um, and I'm just working out what I'm going to do. I've got needles in that bin, I've got yarn in that bin and I've got yeah, everything I need so I can just grab my whole bin and go for that one. Um, I've got stuff in all the bins that I'm sort of in the throes of doing. So that's current designs in progress. And then if we move on here... I've got my last little bits and pieces. So this basket I'm trying because I have a tendency to leave things all over the house and I noticed that the thing I'm working on at the moment isn't actually in there. Um, but this is stuff which I'm doing. So uh, this is some of that Union Fibre that I'm about to swatch. So I've put that in here as well. Um, I've got my Notions pouch. And if I can just dump my stuff back in here then I know where it is so it's actually helpful that it's next to my bedroom so when I finish in the evening I can grab my bag and the idea is that I throw it in there but I wasn't home last night so I've left it out as I walked in the door on the front on the dining room table um, there's a yarn of a bowl of yarn that I've just finished but I'm not quite 
ready to put it away yet. I've just finished my cardigan, my colorwork cardigan, and I've put all the yarn there. Just it's not quite ready to be totally finished with it. Um, down here, I've got all linen and cotton. There's some beautiful stuff in here. Some stuff I probably won't design with, but I've kept it here anyway. It's stuff I've bought. Oh, that's beautiful, that cotton glaze from Rowan. That is actually really nice. I got that a long time ago. I have to check if they still make it before I do anything with it. But I've got some shibui and I've got some quince. I've got all sorts of things in there. That's all sort of lightweight stuff. That's my basket of um, notions and blocking wires and my scales, which you can't live without, DPNs, other needles, tape measures. That's sort of all my notion stuff. And then underneath, I've got a whole box of um, project bags and little pouches that are useful for things. But I've got lots of project bags and things in there. And then finally... I've got this basket bucket here, which um, has got all my colour cards in it. Now, colour cards are fantastic. I Sometimes people give them to you. Blacker gave me this one, um, which is just lovely to be able to see all the colours and feel the yarn before you decide on something when you make a big purchase. Um, I've got some from Tandy that I used recently. I've got a whole lot in that bag. There's all sorts. White gum wool because I've got some white gum wool to swatch, but I don't know if I'll use those exact colours, so it's useful to see what else they've got. And then I just bought a whole lot from Brooklyn Tweed. Um, here they are here, some of them. This is just the Arbor one, and they're beautifully presented, the Brooklyn Tweed shade cards. So it means that I can just buy one skein, which I've got, one skein of Arbor, and then I can decide, once I've swatched it, I know sort of what the stitch count will be. I can go back and decide if I want it in a different colour, what other colour I want. So that's useful, my colour cards. I find those great. Anyway, that's my little space. Um, I hope you've enjoyed having a little look around. That's where I sit and do all my work. I can sit there and watch things on my screen. Oh, look, I've made it quite funny now. I can sit there and watch things on my screen um, if I'm watching a podcast or something. We don't have a TV, so it's better if I sit here and watch it rather than just watch it on the laptop somewhere else. And, um, yeah, so that's my little space. Hey, I hope you have a lovely couple of weeks. I've come back to you. I've got an interview for you in not next week, but the week after. So tune in. I've got a lovely interview with someone that I think you'll want to hear from. And um, I hope you have a lovely couple of weeks. Do lots of knitting. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.